Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, Kathy, happy uh, Monday. Happy Monday. Uh, Good to see you again. That's great. How was your uh, weekend? Uh, good stuff. Always <laughs> yeah. good stuff going on. Um, it's fun. You know, yeah. we, we always have a lot of fun things going on with the family. Good season of life. And we have had phenomenal weather in New Hampshire lately. So a lot of outdoors time for sure. Yeah. Nice. Um, it's, uh, uh, I was able to take my grandson to the uh, Nuggets game. They're in the, they're in the playoffs. So that's a fun thing to do. Uh, he always, mm-hmm. he always enjoys that. And, uh, uh, it was our 51st wedding anniversary. Uh, oh wow! This uh, uh, this weekend, so we Linda and I had a great time, and uh, did not go to the Nuggets game with her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my uh, my son took took his took the grandson, and uh, they went with it. But Linda and I had a had a great time just being together and in celebrating uh, the life that God's given us and what we've learned how to abide with God and go to unity and live out the grand you know covenant life that God's given us. So we're we're definitely blessed, and we certainly appreciate that. Um, That's awesome. As we, um, you know, talk about, um, you know, finding truth in a world of chaos, um, there is some updates, uh, a couple updates of the chaos that's going on in the world. Uh, one is about Israel, uh, which we'll keep uh, monitoring. Uh, but uh, they have uh, now formed a new government. Um uh, they're uh, voting uh, specifically on approving it all, which I believe they will. Uh, and that means Bennett will be the new um, mm. uh, prime minister uh, with a what's called a consolidated party so that uh, because of the way Israel runs their elections, remember, it's uh, all these different parties have to agree together to support this minister, but they have contracts, they have agreements. Right. I'll do that if you you know, do some of the things that we want you to do. That's kind of how all politics works, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, So they don't have a direct election by the people relative to the prime minister. So um, Mm -hmm. uh, even though Netanyahu got the most votes, uh, it wasn't a majority. Okay. Uh, And so what happens is that um, the government says, okay, Netanyahu, you got 30 days Mm-hmm. to get your agreements in place with these other other uh, uh, factions. If you right. do, if you do, then then you're first you got first crack at it and you can become the prime continue to be in the prime minister which he's been for 10 years. Um, if you don't, then we're going to try to give it to the next guy and see what he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Netanyahu couldn't do it. Um, because uh, they weren't willing to, you know, they weren't willing to compromise or give these agreements. So the next guy uh, came, Bennett, and he mm-hmm. did get agreements uh, with various factions, even ones that are opposing him. Um, oh, so, interesting. So, so he's going to have an interesting 
you know, dynamic. So that'll, it'll be something really to watch uh, exactly on what happens over there yeah. uh, with... Uh, Any things you see as definitive differences between Bennett and, and Netanyahu that we may anticipate seeing on the horizon? Well, um, the two things to watch. Um, Bennett, per se, has been what's called pro-annexation. Okay. Uh, and that is that uh, the left bank which is uh, near, you know, between Jerusalem and Jordan, mm-hmm. um, is, is kind of occupied by the Palestinians. And it's kind of open territory, not officially uh, under any, any direction of the, mm-hmm. of the government other than, you know, they're, they're trying to do that together. Uh, so uh, Bennett is pro-annexation. Uh, for Israel. So he would say, okay, these lands belong to Israel, which would cause a little bit of trouble for the Palestinians you right. know, who live there and say, wait a minute, we, you know, we're here and, you, and we don't want you to do that. You know, let's, okay. let's try to make it together. Uh, that would be uh, Netanyahu's same position. Okay. Um, but what Netanyahu did, which was clever, um, he actually came out uh, in uh, April and said, I'm going to annex these properties July the 1st. Okay. Um, and he said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it done. Okay, so what happened was that, uh, remember, as we've discussed uh, over there, it's the, the Muslims are in two primary sects. Right. The Sunnis, which are very moderate and not, uh, what you wouldn't call them extreme. They want to be part of the Western culture and Western okay. um, economics. Uh, okay. The Shiites are the extremists, and okay. they and they want to uh, eliminate Israel. That's the, that's one of their goals. Right. I mean, eliminate them. Mm. Uh, so uh, that was you know that's in, that's in place. And the, and the Shiites remember it would be Hamas, Hezbollah. Uh, which is uh, the Gaza Strip right next to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Hezbollah, it operates up in Lebanon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Iraq, a lot of Iraq, a lot of uh, Syria, Turkey, and um, uh, Iran. Uh, and Iran is the big, big, big kahuna. Right. Uh, they're right. the ones that, that fund things and they kind of drive things. Um, and, they're, and they've stated publicly they want to annihilate Israel. <laughs> so mm. um, with that... Um, uh, what Netanyahu did by by saying I'm going to annex this land, the Shiites, uh, which or excuse me the Sunnis, which was Egypt, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, uh, Bahrain, a- UAE, mm-hmm. uh, they said if you do that, you're going to cause a lot of trouble and you're going to ruin all the things that we've been doing together. Because if you do that, we can't we can no longer support you. Right, because um, mm. you're you're now coming against the Muslims in that in that land, um, and so <laughs> Netanyahu says, "Okay, uh, well then, if you if you don't want me to do it, what are you going to give me?" Um, and he he asked for a specific uh, you know proposal because mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, but I'll I'll consider right. if, if you give me something. What are you going to give me? <laughs> uh, so what they did is they said, well. What we'll do is we'll, we'll encourage uh, and help you work with peace treaties mm-hmm. with, with other Sunni nations. Um, and so he's, he came down really, it was actually past the day. 
uh, uh, it, it happened in July where he then said, okay, I'm willing, I'm willing not to do this. Um, I will do these peace treaties. And that's when the uh, peace treaty with UAE, United oh, Arab Emirates, came okay. about. And now they're, you know, they're in uh, commerce together. Uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, who has not made an official peace treaty with Israel, mm-hmm. um, is behind the scenes uh, making all this work. Um, and they're supporting Israel and talk, right. talking about, oh, maybe we'll do a peace treaty. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it's really interesting, you know, what he did. So we know that, that Bennett and him were aligned on the same thing, although Netanyahu uh, compromised, so to speak, on it to get mm-hmm. something else. Um, the big question is going to be, uh, is uh, Bennett, because we know Netanyahu never did. He never, right. he never compromised on the land. Okay. So he would not say, I'm going to get a two-state solution off, right. Uh, right out of the box. He said, I'm willing to talk about a uh, two-state solution, but the, uh, the Sunni, the Shiites, have to agree and commit to never having attack us anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and interesting enough, he's always laid that, <laughs> he's always laid that out there. He's, yeah, I'll talk about it, but they've got to commit to this. Uh, right. Well, interesting enough, uh, they don't do it because right. if, if they said we'll agree to it, then their their people in their party uh, isn't going to support them. So even though they could try to deceive it, um, they just said no, we're not going to. We're we're still <laughs> desiring to annihilate you, and right. uh, we're not willing to talk about it. That's and that's why nobody can come to that you know solution. Yeah. Well, uh, Bennett hmm. um, might be somebody that would be more open without without the heavy requirements to do a two-state solution and to compromise uh, with the states will he compromise land and then mm-hmm. uh, is he when he's attacked is he going to go back with the same response that Netanyahu always has right. which is I'm not I'm not attacking you but if but you I will but, defend but I'm going <laughs> to defend but if you attack me then we're coming after you um, and they, yeah. interesting enough, they do it with quite precision. So they, they really, uh, there is casualties uh, in the civilian area, but they really work toward uh, what they call surgical strikes so that right. it's just military. Uh, right. It's just the depots, the, the, the places where the uh, enemy is, is, is located. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, you know, what happened, uh, as we described it, uh, remember that there was uh, Hamas, Mm-hmm. attacking them with the barrage of missiles um, right. from uh, what's called the Gaza Strip. Um, and um, even the United States said to Netanyahu, hey, you should, uh, because he responded so aggressively, mm-hmm. and he even took down buildings and attacked depots, right. and uh, he took out leaders. They took out like 30 leaders. Um, <laughs> uh, the United States said, you know, you really need to lighten up. Uh, Netanyahu said, nope. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Uh, when they when they stop, then I'll then I'll stop. Right. And they by the way they weren't stopping, even right. though even though they're getting blasted. Uh, well, okay. So and this is really interesting is that well Egypt, who's a Sunni nation, mm-hmm. uh, came and said, "Let me broker a ceasefire." Right. Um, and they talked to each one of them separately and then together. Okay, if you agree to do this, would you agree to do that? And they worked it back and forth, and they finally established a ceasefire. 
Right. Uh, and okay, Israel, you stop. Hamas, you stop. Mm-hmm. And they and they stopped. And so it's been peaceful for about you know three weeks. Uh, yeah. And so the question is going to be uh, because uh, Bennett, in order to form his coalition, mm-hmm. um, has these sects that do not agree at all mm-hmm. with with this response. Uh, they don't agree that that it uh, they should just give in to a two state solution, um, and he compromised to get them to put him in in power. Uh, so so it'll be interesting to see uh, does he stand on his own convictions um, and what mm-hmm. he does, or does it start to wane and to be compromised, and the whole thing changes over there? Um, and then right. we, and we need to as you know talk about a world of chaos. Um, we really need to pay attention to the Middle East and just why we can watch it, you know, and see mm-hmm. how it's going to go. Uh, ultimately, as we you know, talk about the end times, um, uh, yes, they have these peace treaties with the Sunnis, mm-hmm. but ultimately all of the Arab nations uh, and the world comes against Israel. Um, and that's where the, the Antichrist rises. Right. And with, with his, so those will be indicators for us to pay attention to yeah, also. Yeah, to, yeah. See, to see what happens. And is this part mm-hmm. of all that, we, that God knows is going to happen and is uh, seeing this in, in play? Um, there's an interesting prophecy uh, that um, came out. It was last, uh, well, it's been, it's been out for 100 years uh, in Israel. Uh, mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was a rabbi who was gifted in prophetic uh, things. Mm-hmm. And he wrote, um, and this is again 100 years ago, he said that um, when the two Benjamins can't mm. form a government, that that will be the return. Then you'll see the return of the Messiah. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, last year, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and Benjamin Gantz mm-hmm. uh, were trying to form the government, right? Um, and they they kind of worked at it and had a uh, kind, kind of a shared tenure, right? <laughs> a sh- they had a shared tenure. Let's go ahead and do it this way, but it didn't hold up, and they couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Um, and so those were the two Benjamins, uh, Netanyahu and Gantz. Uh, and he said, when you see that that happen you will see the return of the Messiah. Mm. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to watch, to say, have right. we, has something triggered? Have we seen that, right? You know, has it put something in motion yeah. uh, that is going to happen? And we do know, you know, and this is why we, you know, we're so uh, wanting to help people understand and walk with God, is that um, as we approach the end, Mm-hmm. Uh, that the world does go to chaos and evil becomes good and good becomes evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's lots of things that, that wind up being completely new and completely different in terms of how we live. Right. Uh, and it, it, it kind of changes. It really changes in an accelerated way. So, right. you know, the question is, uh, which again, uh, Christ said, well, you don't, don't think you know exactly, but watch the signs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, be, be understanding, you know, what's going on here so that you're not caught unaware and you're prepared mm-hmm. uh, for what, you know, is going to happen. So we'll, we'll talk more about that. Um, so anyway, that's what's happening in Israel. Uh, and then um, uh, the economics are that uh, inflation uh, has now started to rear its head. 
and again, it's it's kind of a little bit phony baloney uh, in terms of how they calculate it. So as everybody listening and you and I know, um, <laughs> have you paid in the last 10 years, 20, 15 mm -hmm. years, a lot more for an automobile than you used to 15 years ago? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, so wait a second. Isn't, isn't that normal? Isn't inflation? Uh, wait a minute. I paid. Ha, ha, cars have gone up mm -hmm. 30, 40, 50% uh, in, in 10 years. So the, isn't the inflation rate already there? And mm -hmm. well, what they do is they exclude certain categories. Mm -hmm. So things like automobiles, food, et cetera, they, they don't count that in their calculations. Interesting. Uh, so it's a little bit phony baloney as it is. Uh, but, uh, based upon even how they calculate it, uh, it's been typically between, uh, zero and uh, one to one and a half percent. And ever since the crash of 2008, it's been that way for uh, 13, uh, 15, uh, 13 uh, years now. Okay. Uh, the inflation's basically been non-existent. Uh, and again, we know, well, yeah, some of, you know, and my wife says, uh, well, that's not true at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I, I say, hey, you know, you, you have a budget, you know, stick to that budget. Well, you go shopping. She says, you go shopping and let's see what you come up with, you know, and I go, right. I go once in a while. It's like, wow, prices are, are quite higher, you know? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, but they never accounted those. But even now that with the count they have just this last week, they published the new information and it jumped to 5% annual, mm. uh, literally in a month. Okay. Uh, and previously it was sitting around where? 1%. Okay. Uh, not non-existent. So um, inflation has hit us, uh, which which changes everything uh, in terms of how you function and what you do with your money and buying houses and interest rates, mm -hmm. uh, which, by the way, um, this is going to be an interesting thing to watch because yeah. um, we have also raised our debt and the government to mm -hmm. over 30 trillion, which is now higher than our GDP. Wow. Um, but the reason they could do that is the interest rates were basically nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if inflation comes, the interest rates will come up. And if the interest rates come up, that will be a burden on the government because they have to pay that interest. Right. Um, and that becomes a much larger percentage of the national budget. Mm -hmm. because I've now got to pay more interest than I used to. And by the way, we're borrowing, keep borrowing, keep borrowing. So we could easily go up to 35, 40 trillion right. here in the next two or three years. So um, as the interest rates increase, uh, that means more of the annual budget of the government has to pay that uh, so that the things that the government does pay for become squeezed. Um, mm -hmm. Or they got to borrow more, and they get into this right. this negative cycle. So, or they tax more. Or they or... tax more. Uh, well, <laughs> interesting enough, um, and I've been watching this actually my whole business career. Um, yeah. And um, there was a great article in the Wall Street Journal, uh, probably, oh, maybe maybe even ten, fifteen years ago. But um, it says that they've done a calculation uh, of the net tax in. Uh, uh, income to the government mm -hmm. 
-hmm. as a percent of, of income. And what they said is that um, as the government raises taxes, mm -hmm. the people figure out what to do differently. Hmm. Um, and because they're not going to pay those taxes. Uh, right. Uh, and if you force them to, where you give them no options, and I can't, um, you know, I can't operate and make my own decisions about that, then that will take money out of the economy. Um, right. And it gives it to the government to pay interest. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny, mm -hmm. but it really crushes the economy uh, because right. uh, what we operate on is, is called disposable income. Mm -hmm. And the more that we have, the more we spend, right. the more we have jobs, you know, the more, right. the more that's There's where. There's definitely ripple effects to those rising right. taxes. Right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, either side of it. And that's why, you know, when there's a stimulus uh, of lower taxes mm -hmm. um, and you need it to, for investment and you need it for companies to hire people, et cetera, uh, it's positive. And so we may be in this, in this uh, interesting uh, place in, in our history where uh, they believe that, um, you know, going more toward a socialistic uh, viewpoint and taxing higher taxes, uh, well, what it'll do, it'll, it'll take uh, lower incomes then for people. And by the way, our, right. our money that we get because of inflation mm -hmm. doesn't go as far. Uh, right. Because we have to spend more to get the same thing. So uh, it's going to be interesting. And, you know, if you look at the extreme, uh, Venezuela <laughs> right. uh, is the extreme uh, where their inflation, mm -hmm. you know, went into the thousand percent per day. That hyperinflation. Hyperinflation, yeah. and their money became worthless, mm -hmm. uh, and they they basically had no ability, and so everything just collapsed. Um, and uh, and it was and interesting enough, Venezuela was one of the wealthiest companies uh, countries on the earth mm -hmm. because of their natural resources, uh, but they didn't manage it well. And they, you know, they had corruption, they, they overtaxed people, uh, and then they had this hyperinflation. Um, mm -hmm. And so inflation is going to impact us uh, for sure. And uh, at the moment, because of what's happening in the economy and the government spending of that, um, it's unavoidable. Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to be here. And so you're going to see, you know, if you're looking to buy a house, uh, you know, two months from now, the interest rate to buy that house is going to be higher. Right. Uh, I have an interesting house story to tell you. Oh, I great. was having, yeah, I was having um, tea with a friend of mine who's a real estate agent up here and deals in a lot of high market houses, um, really enjoys the job. But she was talking about what a difficult time, although it's a great time to be a realtor, also a difficult time because of how quickly things are going off the market. And she said that literally, you know, when she is talking to someone and helping them put together a bid for a property they really want, and they're asking her, well, what's the value of the house? She's like, I have to now tell them the value is not what you're looking at because so many people are coming in from California and New York and all of this, and they're coming in with cash offers, 100 to 150,000 over asking price mm. and bypassing the appraisals because they're coming in as cash buyers. So she said, value has nothing to do with what you're offering for a house right now. Right. Nothing. I mean, and that's what she's seeing day in and day out. She's like, it's how much can you bring to the table? What can you do unique in your offer? Which I know you guys had, had some experience with that too, but yep. you know, there's all these other factors that have nothing to do with what the actual value of the home is, which right. is fascinating. Right. And in economics, um, see what happens is that, um, uh, it finds its own level 
based upon really the reality of that. So what you're mm-hmm. saying is that, and, and this is what I believe, I can almost predict this pretty certainly, that uh, this hyper uh, price increases of houses mm-hmm. and the frenzy with houses, Yes. Uh, that people are, okay, I'm getting it, I'm getting it, I'm getting it, um, and there's a competition for it. Um, there will be a moment, you know, it could be, you know, a few months from now, six months, a year, two years, where it's called the bubble burst. Mm-hmm. Um, and the value that you mentioned, um, because, well, they aren't that valuable. Right. Um, and they and want, everyone knows that. And they know that. And so eventually <laughs> it settles back down to, well, mm-hmm. really the price should be this. Okay, now I have a house that is less valuable. Uh, so mm-hmm. if I go to sell it, um, I'm going to get a lot less money than what I paid for it because I overvalued it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the question becomes, now for the cash buyer or the one that, that doesn't have to move, uh, they, they're okay with it. I mean, it's like, well, okay, right. I lost it, but I still, I still can own it and I can afford right. it. Uh, what happens is that the ones that got mortgages mm-hmm. to do it, uh, that, uh, and by the way, because of the bubble bursting, what happens is that people then lose jobs and uh, right. people have uh, problems with that. And so now I've got to sell it, but mm-hmm. I, I sell it what's called underwater. Um, yep. I, I not only cannot pay my mortgage off, I've got to have to make, I got to give more money to it because the value of the house now has shrunk below my mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are things that, that, uh, we can safely predict because anytime there's a heated uh, economic system, uh, it cools off, right? Uh, and it and it will change uh, and go That's back. Go I'm back waiting to the for values. that change so I can go in and find a good piece of land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and just uh, ask God, and He'll tell you when. <laughs> uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, uh, as again, as we're talking about these things, it's just indicating. Uh, that there is chaos in the world. There's forces way beyond us that are in operation on a worldwide mm-hmm. basis. Uh, and the impact of those uh, does affect us. Uh, so we're not exempt from that. Um, but as we learn to abide and follow God, he will alert you. He will tell you, you know, uh, what to do. No, don't, don't give that house. Wait, like he might be telling you, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hey, just wait a little bit. Um, yeah. there's going to, there's going to be a moment when you can do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me, let me show you this way. Uh, let me show you what to invest in because, uh, with the inflation, there's going to be different strategies and, uh, there will be, uh, declines in the market. So let me help you understand that. And, right. uh, all the questions that we have, God will direct us. And it, that's mm-hmm. a, it's a beautiful thing that get, that we can trust. Right, right. Yeah. And that again is one of you'll we talk about this all the time, but one of the key reasons that we're doing this podcast is that we do want to teach people what it is to really walk with God day in and day out and yeah. to let him direct their every step in the midst of whatever is going on. If we are listening to him, seeking him and following him, he is going to navigate us to best and none better. Yeah, absolutely. And right. um and just have a beautiful, sweet relationship with him in the midst of it. So yeah. that that's why we're doing this. Yeah. You know? And as you have uh and I just put it on the screen, if you have questions uh about any of this, uh and you might even say, well, could you help us understand this? Uh mm-hmm. uh or how does this work or how do we get led by God, which is what we're trying to share with you. Uh, we're happy to answer those questions, even very specific questions. Is I'm considering buying a house, and I wonder should mm-hmm. I, should I, you know, and 
uh, we can help you understand how to get the answer from that uh, mm-hmm. from God. Uh, and then, so if you if you have questions, you know, put it on uh, the comments section on the YouTube, or you could email us at questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com, and we will uh, spend some time with with uh, answering those. So uh, as we've talked about the chaos uh, and abiding, and we talked about faith. Uh, we went through a discussion of um, how that works relative to, you know, be angry and do not sin. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the elements that we really need to understand, uh, because we were always talking about, and, and, I, and our guests have been very effective in talking about the difference between Bible study mm-hmm. and relationship. Yes. Uh, so that... Uh, even in the even in the conversation we had about be be angry and do not sin, we went through, uh, in essence, the study of the word. Okay, we mm-hmm. we presented. Okay, here's truth. Um, the difference between that and abiding uh, is, first of all, you you do need to get into and say, I I want to receive the truth. Mm-hmm. The abiding would be, now that I see these these truths that God is trying to put into my heart. Um, I need to talk to him about specifics. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm I'm angry at this, and this person did this, uh, or this situation is this, uh, or I, I don't understand how come this happened, uh, and I'm angry about it. Um, and God says, okay, now come and dialogue with me, and let me reveal to you how to walk into the truth of this for you. Mm-hmm. And it'll be relationship. Okay, so when you think of that relationship, um, how does it work? Well, it in a way, it's pretty simple and very profound. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we become believers, um, what does what does God place within us? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Uh, mm-hmm. He places Himself. And remember, the Trinity: God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are all one. Uh, different different functions, uh, so that. Um, in in John, you can read this in chapter uh, fourteen. Mm-hmm. He says that when when I abide in you, when you abide in me, we, and the we is the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, right? Make our home with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we now become uh, dwelled into you. And Paul says it in Ephesians one. Uh, he says uh, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so now as a believer, you have the Holy Spirit, uh, and he's resident in your essence mm-hmm. uh, that is uh, all of you and your soul, uh, which is your place of, of emotion, uh, feelings, decision-making, will, intellect, logic, mm-hmm. uh, all of that, um, and, and he's uh, present with that. Uh, okay, uh, now... When you think of relationship, and this is this is something that really came to, uh, to me. God spoke to me actually about two years ago. Um, he says, "Ask people what you know who's in you." They, they'll all say the Holy Spirit. Right. He said, "Ask them this question: What do you think I'm doing?" <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, and um, and most people answer it with, "I don't know." Right. Uh, really, the Holy Spirit is so neglected in so many churches too. Yeah, you know, we really don't teach a lot about it. No, um, you know what? What? Uh, and they would say, "I don't. I don't really know. I guess not much." Mm-hmm. 
and um, I guess he gives me gifts, and I probably am not very good at exercising those, so mm-hmm. uh, I don't know much about that. And then, but um, I said, so really, what you're saying is you're 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 he's just waiting. He's sitting there dormant, waiting for you to die, and then he's going to take take you to heaven. Is that is mm. that because that's how you see life, you know? And the answer is right. kind of that's kind of how I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and God says, well. That's what the role of the Holy Spirit is, is to be, to be uh, the Father says, I'm going to be the vine dresser right. by speaking to you and guiding you and showing you life of things that I'm going to do for you. And mm-hmm. it's through this abiding process. Of, apart, right. apart from me, you can do nothing. It's relationship centered around the word. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's always the truth of what God speaks but um, it's it's this beautiful thing, and and what we've understood it and lived it out, uh, because I was I can tell you that I was highly skeptical uh, mm-hmm. when I first learned this, uh, because um, I am a seminary graduate, um, intellectual approach, um, and I I I knew the Bible upside down in Sundays. I I knew mm-hmm. it I knew it thoroughly because that was one of my requirements to graduate. Right. Um, right. And I have a good memory, so I, I could I knew the Bible. Um, I was a faithful reader of the Bible, mm-hmm. um, uh, all the time, every day. I would read the Bible, uh, and uh, even even doing some journaling about it. And um, I understood it, and I read it, and uh, I would do devotions, and um, so I was in the Word of God. But I'm studying the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew at the time, I thought, these are all the things that I need to do to live mm-hmm. out God's life, which I then tried. Right. And I couldn't do it. Um, and then secondly, these promises that I started seeing in the Word um, weren't happening for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, you know what? Something is wrong. Um, I don't, I, there's, I'm missing something. Because I know the Bible's true, and it's mm-hmm. got to be true in reality. And if it's true in reality, then I should be experiencing it. Right. And I'm not. And I don't see any of my Christian friends around having it either. Something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm asking this question, God, <laughs> something's wrong here. What, could you help me understand it? Because you know, I really want to know the truth, and I know that right. something, something's not wrong. Something's right. Uh, something's not right. Something's wrong. Uh, so then he, he brought some people into my life, um, and they started talking to me about the Holy Spirit. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, my first reaction was, I don't, I don't want to go there, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, what I've seen uh, in what is expressed as the, the people that follow the Holy Spirit, they kind of go a little bit a little crazy, crazy right? a little bit strange, and they're... <laughs> You know, they're having people fall over and you got to do these things. And, and I see a lot of hypocrisy and right. um, they seem, you know, they, they don't seem to, f- to follow the word of God much. And uh, they claim it's the spirit, but boy, it just seems weird to me. Or, and I've seen like, for example, uh, people that are claiming to be healers mm-hmm. um, uh, through the Holy Spirit. And I'm a healer and I, and I build a ministry around that. Uh, and then I did a little research and found out that uh, it a lot of it was phony. 
Yeah. Uh, and a lot of taking advantage of people and, and things that have given everybody a bad taste for yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. they assume. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, uh, it's always about, you know, if you do this thing, I'll, you know, send me money. Mm-hmm. Um, and they build up this, you know, income from it. So um, I was hesitant and like, eh. Right. Uh, that scares me uh, mm-hmm. to go there a little bit. But these people said, well, I think you don't understand it. Um, and what I'm talking about is the beautiful life mm-hmm. of you having a personal relationship with God. And, and why don't we go to John 15 and let's look at the simplicity of that. You know, like, okay. Right. Um, so I started, I started to be open to that. Um, and then what I experienced uh, is that um, because of these truths that we've already spoken, that the sufficiency is from him, not from me. Mm-hmm. It's not about spiritual, uh, you know, acumen on my part. It's just, do I have a heart to go? Right. But I'm open to letting this, the words be spirit and life, not law, not mm-hmm. Bible study alone. So uh, I started to experience that. Um, and um, uh, I was led into some books, by the way, uh, uh, by Andrew Murray, mm-hmm. uh, who is this great pastor uh, in the uh, 1890s. Uh, he was an English from England, and he went down to uh, South Africa uh, and was preaching and teaching. He wrote like 200 books, uh-huh. um, and they're just fantastic about surrendering your life to God and walking in the Holy Spirit and uh, 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 how, you, how you truly have this vital, beautiful relationship with God. So I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing that uh, and beginning to understand is my surrender. Am I willing to surrender? And then do mm-hmm. I hear, you know, what do I hear? Um, and uh, pretty soon um, I start hearing God's God speak to me mm-hmm. uh, specifically. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to guide you into this. I want to, I want to show you what I'm, what I'm going to reveal to you by you being in the word and mm-hmm. abiding in the word. And I'm going to now reveal things to you. And I start hearing this voice. Um, and I realized that's what the, <laughs> That's what the Holy Spirit's doing. Uh, right. Uh, uh, and it's a beautiful, positive thing. Uh, it doesn't have to be extreme. It doesn't have to be hokey. It doesn't have to be manipulated. Uh, it's, it's for everybody. Right. Um, and and it's, a, it's a way of just living this beautiful life with God uh, of the Holy Spirit. So um, if we just start with uh, today, we'll start with a verse uh, that we uh, can go to to understand a little bit about it, but it's Romans 8, uh, mm-hmm. 12 to 17. Great. It says, So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry Abba Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and if children then heirs heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Right. So um, he uh, uh, remember this this is uh, in Romans 8 uh, Mm -hmm. which is uh, basically the answer to his question in Romans 7, uh, where he talks about 
I try to do what I can't do. Uh, oh, that's right. And, yeah. and I try to stop doing things that I'm not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a heart to do it. I have a will to do it. I can't do it. Um, uh, there's a law operating, and that's called the flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that regardless of my own effort and my desire, uh, I default to this part of the carnal, the flesh. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to do things my own way, and I can't get victory that way. And right. so he raises up the question in John uh, in uh, John seven twenty four, or excuse me, Romans seven twenty four, uh, and says, "Well, who can save me from this awful situation? Mm-hmm. Um, am I basically stuck with uh, this problem the rest of my life? And yeah. I'm I, I guess I'm going to have a miserable life here, but hey, I get to go to heaven. Is that is that the answer? And he says, "No, thank goodness, it's Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. uh, that." He can change that that problem, right. uh, and then Romans eight is a is a is a verse by verse explanation of this is what it it means for you to walk with God, and it's a choice that you right. have to make. He said so. If you were, walk in the carnal, Romans eight five to eight says, well, you'll put to death the spirit, uh, you'll be at enmity against God, and you cannot please God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes on. To say, you know, the supernatural happens in and, in and through you because of the Holy Spirit. And then he gets to verse 12. Um, and he says this. Um, we are no longer obligated, indebted to live mm-hmm. according to the flesh. Right. Uh, so he said, in other words, don't accept that as the normal. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess, I guess I'm stuck with my sinful nature. And I'm going right. to operate in the flesh. And he says, no, you're no longer indebted to that. You're no longer obligated that way. There's a different way. Right. Uh, he said, the better way is to be led by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, let the Holy Spirit lead you. Okay, now, right. um, if, if that's true, um, think about the difference then between being in the flesh or being in the spirit. Um, if I'm being led by the Spirit, then what am I doing? I'm following. I'm following. So I'm seeking and I'm listening and I'm following. Okay. So, and that's a big deal. So yeah. I'm following and he says I'm going to lead you and that should be the normal way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Uh, now just think about that deeper. Um, if I'm going to be led, well, what is, <laughs> what's really required for me to even understand how to follow? Mm. Well, you've, you've got to actually be asking and seeking for one thing. And what does he have to be doing? And he has to be speaking. Yeah, he's got to be telling me. See, you know, that's, because, he's got to be telling us. Yeah. See, in other words, uh, and this is where uh, we go to the depth of the truth of the Holy Spirit, is um, we think of walking with God as, a, as I hope I guess really right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, and I guess I just have to guess right, try to perform to the, to the Bible law, but I know I'm not that good at it. So, Mm -hmm. um, uh, but he says, if I'm going to lead you, he says, my role is to show you the way, right? I've got to guide you into that place. I've got to show you how to walk with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you, and we got to be able to do that in a way that is understandable to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, this is what's so wonderful. Um, remember, it's relationship. Yeah. So um, how uh, the Spirit 
uh, talks to, leads, guides Linda, mm-hmm. interesting enough, is different than, than from with me. Uh, now, the basics are the same. Right. But uh, how he speaks to her, how she gets insight, how she gets wisdom, the Holy Spirit guides in, in relationship to her personality, to her, her, her things that make sense to her. Right. Uh, and be- it's not unlike what we do with our children. Yeah. You know, we, we know what speaks to them and how they listen and what they learn and what they'll pay attention to. And so we tend to go to that to communicate truths to them Yeah, is, is bringing it to a level that they understand. And he does the same thing with us. He, he speaks the way we listen. He made us that way. He knows how to do that. Yeah. And uh, when you, th- when you talk about your children, why was it required that you had to, uh, operate with them differently. Well, so that you could get to the point that they were at, that what they were ready to receive and made sense to them. Yeah. You know? uh, because um, the way that they learn, the way that they understand things is different. Um, right. So uh, you didn't say, well, because you're my offspring, I just expect everybody to do the same stuff. Right. Um, and they would say, that's yeah, fine, but what you just said, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't, right. I don't get it. Okay. Right. Well then let me, let me do it a different way. Uh, let me show you a different way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what the beauty of the Holy spirit is, is that, right. uh, he's, he's omniscient, omnipotent and, uh, omnipresent God mm-hmm. that he knows, he knows both the answer mm-hmm. and he knows how to communicate it to you. Right. And he said that and Paul says the normal way is to be led mm-hmm. by the Holy spirit. And you don't have to live anymore in the flesh so that uh, when you look at, well, I'm a sinner and I fall short and I'm not that good. um, He says, well, you don't have to live that way any longer. Uh, Mm -hmm. Don't let that that be the normal. The normal should be living in God, the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy, which is Romans 14, 17. Uh, so that while I'm growing and learning, as we as we learn, it's not when you get to a destination, it's as you're walking with God, being led by mm-hmm. God. Um, you aren't going to be in the flesh because you've done what? I've surrendered my will mm-hmm. to the Holy Spirit, to the King, to uh, Christ, to the right. God, the Father. Um, I've said, I will just go with you. And yeah. I know that you're going to do the work. Because right. you're, you're but that's an intentional power. posture on our part, right? Yeah, you because know, like you said earlier, our default is to go to the flesh. Yeah, you know, and so we we have to choose to step in and be be interacting with the Holy Spirit, be interacting with His Word. Yeah, and unfortunately, how many how many uh, how often do we have to make that choice? Constantly. Yeah, every day. See, <laughs> Christ, Christ says yes. it's not a permanent choice. It's a it's a uh, daily mm-hmm. deny self take up the cross, stand in what I've done for you at the cross and mm-hmm. follow me. You know, and he basically is practice surrendering, right. surrendering your will, believing that I, I've conquered the world and I'm, I'm all powerful. Uh, and now walk with me cause I'm in the resurrection and come right. and walk with me there and I'll guide you and lead you into the beautiful life of God. Uh, so uh, are you willing to be led by God? And he said, if hmm. you do, uh, you'll realize in verse 15 that uh, you no longer uh, have the spirit of bondage, which leads to fear. Mm-hmm. The bondage is I'm, I'm in bondage to my prison of self right. uh, and what the enemy is doing. Um, rather, and, I, and it goes to fear. 
because I'm afraid of what's mm -hmm. going to happen next, which is what we're trying to say about this world of chaos. This brought a lot of yeah. fear. Right. Uh, and interestingly enough, I think I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday um, about this, and she's she's really struggling to hear God right now. And so we were talking about why. And the reality is sometimes when we get, I think we're worse. A lot of times you find people will spend less time with God when things are chaotic and yeah. busy. And when I have time, then I can sit and do that. And I'm like, no, you're getting this all backwards. If you don't go there first, you won't have time to do right. these things that are coming. You won't have the wisdom and you're going to continue to spend. But she was sitting in a situation where she said, you'll just, I, you know, I need him to speak louder because I'm not hearing him because of all these things that are going on. There were truly chaos and just stressors for her. And my heart broke. I'm like, well, well how's your abiding? Well, I, I don't have time for that right yeah. now. So he's just going to, he's just going to have to speak to me. Like, well, that's not how this is going to play out. No, so, no, no. so let's, let's start this over and just kind of walk through a process to help her reset. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that is what we tend to do. Sometimes I'll get to God when things aren't so busy and then we go and spin our wheels in 20,000 directions that then he has to come back and help us correct, or we get stuck in mediocrity. Right. Um, and the, uh, uh, you know, the essence of that is that, <laughs> you know, God says, you know, um, I can't let you be God. Right. Um, if you demand that I do something for you, you aren't surrendering your will to me and right. I, I can't do that. And I'll wait longer than you. Mm -hmm. um, so that, and again, see his, his loving, uh, approach to that would be, uh, as she's experiencing, well, I'm not hearing from God. Okay. Mm -hmm. One thing, and this is important for all of us to understand is, um, God's always speaking. Right. Because in Christ, he said it, I did nothing except what I heard the father tell me mm -hmm. every single day. So it wasn't like Christ had weeks of, well, I'm not hearing, right. uh, he's not talking to me. Uh, he's talking. He's right. he, that's his. That's his purpose is to guide mm -hmm. you and lead you and to be in relationship with you. Right. So when we're not hearing from God, the the problem is ours. Uh, mm -hmm. We've walked away in some right. way. Um, and God said the the remedy for that is you got to repent. And repentance, mm -hmm. remember, is of the sin of what of self. Right. Uh, okay, I repent of that. I'm going to come back. I do surrender my will. I'm not going to demand anything. I can't. I just want to hear from you. And I get, right. I get my surrendered heart back in line with him. Mm -hmm. uh, and now you'll start hearing his voice. Uh, right. uh, and it's really cool. And we'll actually, uh, as time goes on, we'll, we'll talk about the choices we have. But one of the indicators, by the way, uh, this is in Deuteronomy chapter 30, 11 to 20. One of the indicators that you are no longer walking in choosing God in life and blessing is that you stop hearing his voice. Mm. Uh, it says so right in the scripture. Well, you've stopped hearing my voice. And that, right. that means you gotta, you got to stop and say, okay, wait a minute, something's wrong here. i got to mm. get back to you know, following him. So, well, we're at the end of our time uh, already. Oh, so, that went uh, quickly. It did. <laughs> uh, and we'll pick it up. We're going to pick up more on this Romans 8, uh, 12 to 17, and then get into uh, how the Holy Spirit does this. Uh, specifically, but uh, it's really a joy uh, to understand the beauty of that and uh, the life of that. So uh, mm -hmm. we will pick this up tomorrow. Great. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks, Kathy. See you tomorrow. Thank you. See you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. 
Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.